Well, I was looking a bit sore, mate. Yeah. Oh, this. There's a funny story behind it, actually. You see, this morning when I woke up... Paul explained the root of his injury, unaware of the alarming and terrifying presence sneaking up behind him. If only we were blessed with the gift that so many insects were of being able to swivel our eyes or head to the back of our bodies. Suffice to say, I won't be going back to Shropshire anytime soon. That sounds nasty, mate. Hey, what's that behind you? Hmm? Oh my god! Uh, what is that? Oh no, if only I could move. <laughs> Shit, if only you and the rest of your country wasn't paralysed from the waist down. <laughs> surely this is God's most twisted machination. I'm Shirley Rutherford. And this is one of my stories. been bachelor buddies for years. I'm Paul J. Warren. And I haven't come here to be victimised by mine or your fears. <laughs> it's my fears that always trip us up. Because I'm deathly afraid of allowing people to finish sentences. It terrifies me. <laughs> I'm afraid of not abusing people mentally and physically. <laughs> Luckily, I must and am compelled to do so. Um, and I'm relatively good at doing so. Check what I've been endorsed for on LinkedIn. <laughs> you with a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> 60 million views <laughs> God, he, he works wonders with that thing Yes, uh, the final recommendations month Ep has been delayed indefinitely To next weekend So I can't wait that long It's really difficult to wait that long Especially considering I know what's coming up Ooh, the vaults are safe <laughs> Is he going to smile? Bets, Is he? bets He actually does It's powerful It's sensual It's balding I thought you said Spalding, like the sporting, it's, the sport brand. It is. It's Spalding in every way that counts, uh, particularly the footwear. But mm. whilst we're waiting for that wonderful Spalding adventure, uh, <laughs> let's busy ourselves with this fine-looking history hole. And the history hole. Well, has someone done it up since we since we last let down it? I think so. Oh. It seems more naturally lubricated. Ah. No, it's right. you don't have to. You don't have to push me. Yes, we're jumping on a full ten years from the giant spider invasion to inexplicably fail to escape the creeping terror, 1963. Oh no. Bobby. Bobby. He avoided specific details for fear of disturbing her more than she was. If the truth were known, Martin was more than a little disturbed himself. It would do wonders. He was the world's leading authority on space emissions. God! Bobby. It was almost an hour before Caldwell learned of the monster's devastating new attack. Sergeant, take one man and check it out. Yes, sir. How cinema has come. How far cinema has come. How cinema has come, and this is the result. <laughs> How we have come, everybody. <laughs> no cinema. Um, <laughs> it's best not to. Not now. Uh, God, not tell again. you what, though, it sure is nice to just have a 70-minute movie to watch. Hmm. Production yeah. notes seem a bit crazy, though. Sounds like the sort of mythos that gets spun around, unaccountably around a Mystery Science Theater 3K movie. Mm. If only there was something with a bit tad more legitimacy. Oh, a two-hour documentary about the making of the film. <laughs> All right, I'll watch that then. <laughs> Now, What's it called? I, the Creep Behind the Camera. Great, great, now, great. Paul, I do have to ask, did you watch this? Yes, I did. Wow. Yeah, it's called The Creep Behind the Camera. And it has dramatic reconstructions of the making of the movie. Oh, good, something to really muddy the water between fact and fiction. Brilliant. Jesus. Couldn't have just had talking heads with people who are actually there and have interesting things to share. Let's have some asshole pretend to be the guy. It doesn't help a documentary about Nazi hunters. It's not going to help a documentary about... <laughs> Uh, the making of the creeping terror. It just reminds me of those History Channel, like, um, yeah. fucking history documentaries that are actually made for, like, chads, where it's just fucking 
Genghis Khan faces a great dilemma. You got some guy, Jeff from accounts, is dressed as Genghis Khan. The guy who played Stanley. It's like, ah, oh, it's like 300. <laughs> it's got his... <laughs> he had a decision. Do his 300 crunches now or <laughs> after the sacking of Byzantium? Right? Look, all I'm saying is Kenneth Clark didn't need to use actors in order to enact his incredibly subjective and imperi- imperially insensitive history of civilization. So why do it, BBC? <laughs> That's get right. Get Kenneth Clark back. That's right. The creep behind the camera is a BBC joint. <laughs> the creep in front of the camera with Kenneth Clark's involved. So the documentary paints a picture of director-writer A.J. Nelson, or as he's billed here as Vic Savage, uh, mm-hmm. actual name Arthur White, um, okay. basically as this ultimate hustler. Um, all mouth and bollocks, uh, but living in his car. Okay. Wow, successful dude. Seems to be the case. Yep, he's seducing people, doing drugs, conning, stealing, just being a bit of a dirtbag. And according to those interviewed, was not terribly interested in making anything as a piece of art. (laughs) Anything full stop. Not interested in making anything. He just wanted to let it happen. Isn't that where real beauty comes from? (laughs) Sure. Sure is, yeah. Um, How different that would have been (laughs) if he was living in a cave instead of a car? (laughs) I love the idea because he's mostly seen in a string vest and a cup of coffee and cigarettes, but he's living in the cave. (laughs) Morning, Johnson. He pretends it's a car. Cave life sure is noisy. (laughs) Good thing I'm living in this automobile. Um, I should have moved should have moved the wolves out first. God, he's crazy. He's such a joker. He is. He's fucked each one of those wolves. So... There's some intrigue involving the writer because the script is credited to Robert Sulafont. Sulafant. Uh, but is actually written by his younger brother Alan Sulafant. <gasps> and both are trading on the success of older brother Sterling Sulafant. He got the best name and the best career. Uh, who at the, pro- at the time was writing for Alfred Hitchcock Presents and Perry Mason. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Whoa, yeah. brilliant. So Sterling was doing well for himself. The other two had to sort of make do. Yeah, okay. Well, By writing The Creeping Terror. It's <laughs> like my brothers with me. Oh, yeah, they're all writing Creeping Terror. Yeah, based on a Creeping Terror that I <laughs> that I enacted upon them. Use it, I said. <laughs> oh, they, that's what they call you for terrible reasons. <laughs> um, reasons I'm not willing to repeat. Savage, Savage fell out with um, with the Alan Sillifant, uh yeah. because he argued it ought to lean into being outrageous, whilst apparently Savage uh, wanted it to be straight. There was absolutely no oh. evidence of that whatsoever. But if you can just pretend that it was, then that's 20 minutes of a documentary, mate. It'll do. It'll, it'll absolutely do for a dramatic scene on a dock. It'll literally do. Alan left and went on to make The Stewardesses, a softcore 3D porn film Four. that is still... The most successful 3D film ever made. Profit <laughs> to budget. Oh, good. It was shot for 100,000 and made millions. It's like paranormal activity, except, you know, people getting boned on a plane. Which is what was missing from paranormal activity, basically. My main... Aeronautic activity. Aeronautic sextivity, if you know what I mean. Ah, uh, yeah, Welcome boy. to sextuary. <laughs> it's sextuary somewhere in the world. <laughs> Air Force sex. Uh, the dog... Air Force Sex, come on, get in there, Harrison Ford, get into Gary Oldman. So, oh God, no, I just went to highlight something and instead I dragged it and now everything is incomprehensible. No, help me, Alan Sullivan. Here we go. Uh, The documentary, thank God for Control Z, the documentary lays out all the scenes that should have happened according to the script. Uh, It would have been shot on Lake Tahoe, a very big, grand location, Uh and it would have had things like tentacles coming out of the water to pull people underneath, very much like in the Meg 2. Um, tentacles pulling a car window down so it can get in the couple, get at the couple inside. Mm-hmm. And at one stage, it was going to stay at the end of a stage and eat a chorus line of girls one at a time as they sort of come towards him. <laughs> big so, ideas. Big ideas, kind of cute, ambitious. Uh, seems achievable, but not if you're Vic Bastard or whatever his name is. <laughs> he instead shoots near a near a mud puddle in the middle of nowhere, and he made this. And and this is not even a this. I refuse this to accept that this that. is this. Yeah. It's not even a that. It's not even a what's it over there. Yeah. With the stink lines coming off of it. Not even going to grace it with that. Could maybe pass as a when. Yeah. And, 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 a, and a why. Oh, but, yeah. a, but a why Definitely suggests a why, momentum, you know? And 
I'm not, and I'm not willing <laughs> as, to give this away. As Descartes often said. <laughs> I like, oh, I, we're we're well, getting philosophical, listeners, because we have to. We don't have a we choice this week. We genuinely have to. Nothing that else Descartes to needs about. us to, because if we don't mention him, he doesn't even exist anymore. Well, yeah, and, he, think, and he's been idiot. haunting us in our dreams. So, um, There's also that. Turns out if we think he is. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> anyway. It's like the it's game. It's a nightmare. Don't, don't think like, about it. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> apparently there was also a falling out with the creature effects guy, John Lackey, uh, which leads okay. to him walking off set with the finished monster, leaving, lead, uh, leaving Savage and his crew, his remaining crew, to improvise a new one, which is the one we see in the movie. I oh, don't know boy. if I'd buy that. That's a bit yeah. too perfect. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes things are that perfect, but also... Sometimes. But even a piece of shit that looks like this, could you really scrap that together? I feel like you need a costume guy to put together something at least that with with, with that yeah. many pieces. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know what happened, Paul. And as and as much as I'd like to say um you know just come up with something and pretend that I know that for sure. Yeah. I'll do that later once the It's gone as this far, mate. Volker's kicked in. That's fair. Yeah. We'll come back. Uh, because of funding issues, it, uh, it films intermittently over two years. Fair. <laughs> but never mind all that. Mm-hmm. Because let's address the big one. After how bit dumb the monster looks. The second most noticeable thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. There is minimal dialogue in the yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the dialogue is described by the narrator. Yes. This man's name is Martin Gordon. The lovely girl beside him is Brett, his bride of two wonderful weeks. It's late August. They're returning from their honeymoon to their home in quiet, peaceful Angel County, California. Martin's Uncle Ben is sheriff of Angel County, and Martin is his senior deputy. Martin has high hopes of succeeding his uncle when Ben retires. But for now... Many theories as to why. Okay. Um, Hit me. Maybe Savage didn't care to record good quality sound on location. Can Mm -hmm. be quite tricky. And then ran out of money before he could uh, pay for it to be dubbed. Savage indeed. Vic indeed. Yep. Vic indeed. Uh, or the sound was improperly transferred or just not transferred at all in order to save money. Oh, yeah. That's a good excuse. Good reason. Apparently, he apparently edited it on a piece of equipment that was only designed for silent movies. That was okay. knocking around from that era. Thought you were going to say or piece of paper. Just... That would do it. Yeah, edit it on a piece of paper. Just, you know... Solely directed it for a child's imagination. Or they just lost some reels. Who knows? Or that. Or that. Yeah. Or lazy. Or that. Yeah. I mean, that last one has added credence considering the following. Um, Apparently Savage was sued for fraud, and so he just disappeared before the release of the movie. Um, Some weird accounts about what happened to him next, including him skipping town with a a 19 or 9-year-old, depending on who's telling it. Okay. So, yeah, troubling. Uh, but he reportedly died of liver failure, aged 41. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> he escapes another one. Uh, that's how, And he became Donald Trump. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, but with him gone, the film is retrieved by William Fulbury, the main okay. financier, uh, who has an edit made and then releases it in the hopes of getting some money back. I don't think it worked. No, I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. I think I you destroy think it. it. Yeah. You get it insured <laughs> and then destroy it. it. Yeah. This mustn't be seen by anyone. I just quoted Jack and Jill. Al Pacino's oh, Jack yeah. and Jill. So you did. And and that's All why right. you come back to One Good Thing, listeners. I almost <sighs> forgot the name of the podcast. Yeah, fuck it. Who knows what this is? I don't. I've lost track of everything. Thanks to The Creeping Terror. Thanks to The Creeping Terror. I couldn't find any contemporary reviews, but there's plenty of newer stuff um, as it becomes a bit, bit of a cult film. This is literally great. Mm. It's literally great, and it's because it was reviewed on Mystery Science Theatre 3000. Of so, course. You know. So we're going to get some very, very fun, very fun, random, totally random and cool reviews where people are, you know, giving it uh, great reviews and and, oh. and being very right and ribald. Well, not at this occasion. On this occasion, I found a modern reviewer uh, that has all the reputability of one of our classic contemporary reviews. It's McBastard at McBastard's Mausoleum, who says, in a review of the Mill Creek Entertainment Package, Cult Terror Cinema. Sounds good. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Uh, He says, 
I, I shouldn't assume C. I shouldn't assume that McBasset is a he. I don't know their pronouns. Mm. They say the creeping terror is widely considered to be. Mm. The creeping terror is widely considered to me one of the worst films of all time. Widely considered to him. Widely considered to me. Yeah. Widely oh, considered to me. Is he a hive mind? Oh, sorry, no, sorry. That explains is, everything. Sorry. Is they a hive mind? They is hive mind. And I think that's something that we should all be, at the very least, respecting, if not more. It, it, it's more than I'm willing to understand, so I just have to respect it. Absolutely. Mm. Public, uh, because, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll say public, because I put McBarsted a level above that. Oh, I feel naturally. They earned it. Yeah. But uh, the public, on the other hand, uh, were more than a little disturbed themselves. Oh, no. Bob Lipton. Oh, sorry, Bob Lipton on IMDb said, There's a strong tendency for people to rate movies like this, one on the IMDb, on the IMDb, uh, because negative numbers are not available. I prefer to reserve that rating for misfires that are so bizarre you can't help but but watch, Uh, like like a train wreck. Others will give it a 10 because it makes them feel superior. This is inept and dull. I like to feel superior, mate, and I do that by going around and rating things like The Creeping Terror 10 out of 10. And it's so it is very intimidating, in fact, to what witness you go about that because what's left for the normies, you know? What's left? What say you, the meek? <laughs> oh, I forgive it five stars like a like a fucking wuss. Like a fucking wuss. My yeah, dad was right. With that weak with that weak ass shit. I'm giving it ten star. You're an Ubermensch. Get out. Oh fucking hell. <sighs> No, I didn't prepare this bit, so I'm going to have to go a little bit off-piste. Oh, no. So, Paul, you Bradford. Paul nodded and said hello. <laughs> What's well, one thing about this movie that ensured that if you survive, you will never go there again? Oh, Paul. I didn't prepare this bit e- either. I, uh, I I started oh, good. started the sentence, looked down at my notes, and I just, <laughs> I've just got, with all my printed notes, I've just got the, the phrase, how naive I was. Uh, so, um, Paul, I like I like watching a movie about the necessary togetherness of man and wife. And I, Absolutely, I, I, mate. I enjoy, it's yeah, I enjoy that subtext or just text. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll take I, it anywhere I can get it. Being told it or not being told it, being left to infer yeah. it or just being told it, mostly being told it, just, yeah. just makes me realise that I'm not a full a full man yet. And um, not just yet. I appreciate not that. until. You lock that shit down. But I'll tell you who has locked that shit down. Mm-hmm. And that's Vic Danger. Because he's <clears throat> driving home with his current best gal. Oh, yeah. What time is it? Almost 4.30. Almost dawn. We should be home in another hour. This man's name is Martin Gordon. Two, two weeks into a wonderful wedding. Or marriage. It's wonderful. Uh, but unfortunately, it's also wonderful because it gets interrupted by a rocket landing in reverse. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that old trick. Yeah, and a horrifying monster comes out and ambles around a bit, but nobody sees him yet. Nobody wants to, Paul. Nobody yet. It's the creepy. His uncle town. drives past, though. and his, Oh, he's, what is he? He's like a sheriff or something? And his uncle is sort of super sheriff. Something oh, maybe like he's that, like yeah. editor. He's something like sheriff in training. His first assistant sheriff yeah. is Vic Danger. And his uncle... Yeah. Sheriff in chief. That's it. That's exactly yeah. it. Word for word from the movie, actually. And um, yeah, his, his even uncle, the ums and the bits where I misspoke, all in the movie. Weirdly, but true. And yeah, his uncle Ben. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no! Watch out! <laughs> Shit! Uh, change your name. He's quick. from a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. But he, yeah, he drives past and says, "You two, come be in the movie." And they're like, "Okay, you come too, dear." <laughs> <sighs> okay, yes. good. Um, I do love her. They, they, f- they find the rocket. Um, and the, uh, they observe that it looks like it could have come from an enemy. And, uh, the woman says, um, well, it could be one of ours and thereby contradicting a man. And so mm. rightly anticipates a slap, but it doesn't come mm. because they reluctantly c- concede that she may have a point. It might be one of ours, but I think, I think it was the other way around. Big... She said it was one of theirs. And, 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 the, <gasps> and the husband goes, oh. you may be, you may be right. We don't have anything nearly that big. Oh, that's a bit of... That's interesting. That's a bit of effasiveness. He sounds like a commie. Oh, dear. creep. I did wonder from the name The Creeping Terror if this was going to be an allegory for communism, but I don't... I don't think the film... pro-communism. It might be. Maybe The Creeping Terror is uh, capitalism. Yeah, could be. It, c- it, it could creepier. be. 
There's not a lot you can say about communism that it's creepy. Not when they line up royal family members and shoot them in the head. That's not really... It's, <laughs> it's not what it's, I call insidious. No, yeah, I guess you don't say, ooh, <laughs> Stalin's purges were creepy. Yeah, there's something about Stalin. He just puts me off. <laughs> just gives me... I don't, know, I don't know what it is. I know everyone loves him, but it just, I just feel a bit iffy around him. <laughs> no, I love that. True. I love the whole communist threat thing, because if there's one thing a communist won't do when you fucking meet them immediately, is tell you that they're a communist <laughs> and give you a pamphlet. Yeah. Oh, we do at this stage get a, a, a look at our crazily shaped uh, hero slash director as he emerges from the car and reveals his uh, terrific proportions that he's got. He's a proper 50s man reminiscent of Nicolas Cage when he was uh, in the incredibly mixed up zombies that became. Yeah. His, <laughs> yeah. his, his, his third movie, most successful movie. Yeah. Doppelganger. He's, he's a man of interesting shoulders. Oh, he sure is. And limbs. He's got limbs for days, mate. As many limbs as you want. Oh, God. He's got as many limbs as there are Sundays. <laughs> I'll give him that. As there'll ever be. <laughs> got to give him that. Yeah. Nobody could take that away from him. No. Not with those limbs. They can take so- his uncle away from him, though, because his uncle goes to inspect oh, underneath yeah. the rocket. And oh, <laughs> he, oh, he does a screen pull. And uh, no 50s man is going to stand for that kind of effeminate uh, 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 eff- caterwauling from an uncle, no less. <laughs> so they run away oh, quickly. God. They shoot him a couple of times and they run away. <laughs> incidentally, what lured them in there is they, they find a hat and they're like, this hat belongs to Jeff Peters. Jeff, is that you? Jeff. He did say he was building a new automobile. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. So he's going to blow you all the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he goes in and gets eaten by a lion, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, so they say his name a couple of times and then calmly return to their car like a 50s couple might and run away. <laughs> they could hear the voiceover coming from, from over, <laughs> o- over hills. We've been chewing on him for a while. Let's get out of here. We can fit in some more I, I don't know, mate. This situation, it feels like it calls for a special unit. <laughs> That's what I'd get. It's like a special unit. Go, men, okay. go! And uh, they get out of the truck. And then, get back in! And they all get back in. I'm just testing you idiots. <laughs> Let's go. Nah. And, and, and boy, mate, what fucking, what urgency and dynamism the army <laughs> special, the army alien special unit displays. Come on, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Come on. Come, Come all on, right. guys. But if you're expected to be the enemy, then you should have left earlier. They, they find the place. Sergeant, you go check it out with Sponson. And they go in. Oh, it's all right. It's all right, um, General. It was just a boiler making that sound. Oh, wait. Ah! <laughs> Turns out that's, that's the fearsome monster. Oh, no. Some sort of boiler that looks like shit. Like fucking wank mess. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, Sergeant. It's just somebody's absolute shitty old rotten rug in here. <laughs> looks like bollocks. Quick, run! Do- well, it still looks like, still looks like bollocks. Wow! <laughs> wow! So but run or walk, away. something, do something, any kind of movement, <laughs> any fine. kind of movement to get away from it will be fine. So they they have a discussion and they make this decision not to inform anyone. And uh, <laughs> the survivors of the deceased are very cooperative with this. Oh yeah, well you know like, yeah yeah sure. Do your country proud? But well, this allows a saucy couple to gradually get eaten by the ramshackle fuck of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? Why did we let Austin Powers get here first with the joke? <laughs> she really, she gets eaten a lot, but uh, she does a bit of screaming. Gets a bit of screaming out. So she gets that in. She gets, it's good to get that in before you're dead. Yeah. Ugh. The, and the husband, oh, the, the boyfriend who ran away goes off to be in force majeure and then um, we move <laughs> on with the movie. A really grim version of force majeure where the family really did die and only he knows about it. <laughs> and what do you think got- of that, Torment? And he- He's suffering from all these like masculine, uh, <laughs> masculine prejudices and uh, like mixed ideals, but no one else knows what he's going on about. So there's no, there's no outward shame well, at no, all. In there's no foil. His Julia Louise Dreyfus died. So, uh-huh. uh, oh, they speak to the uh, the, the great dame. Uh, Vic Cannon does and says, "I uh, hope you're feeling better about witnessing that murder." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yes, I had a little lie down." Oh, <laughs> okay. okay, good. You're- you might be a sociopath. I like it. <laughs> I like it, honey. You'll go far in America. 
<laughs> but look, nobody fucking worry because an English man is coming. It's Brick Bobson. And the narrator explains, and he's here to poke around a bit and maybe come up with a solution. Maybe. You don't know. Maybe. You don't know he's not going to. So stop it. <laughs> anyway. Our main character, Vic, mm-hmm. Danger. He um he comes up with a comes up with a bit of a scheme and he and his mate, you right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They're gonna they're gonna fucking sneak into the house. So they they, they sneak in. What? And then one of them goes to the lounge and and Vic Vic, Vic explosion. He goes into the kitchen and it's like, Honey, I'm home. Oh say, why don't I go through to the living room and oh, Barney's here. Ah <laughs> Got you. Got you, you slag. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You know, I had no idea Barney was here. I sure didn't. Did you like to stay for dinner? Fuck you now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Why, did, why didn't you tell me we have visitors? I look a mess. <laughs> you sure do, honey. You're a <laughs> genuine disgrace. Barbie, you got any appetite left after seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> seeing this, just oh, pointing God. at her and screaming in her face. But jokes on Barney. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. as the narration ex- the narration explains, he's very sad and not a real human being because he's not married <laughs> yet. And um, and in any way, the dinner party, the impromptu dinner party, just ends or really begins with the husband and wife yeah. just macking on the couch. Yeah, Barney leaves. They just couldn't understand. They can't understand why Barney doesn't come around more often. <laughs> <laughs> She's and and Brett, the wife, is beginning to suspect that Barney resents her. <laughs> why? Why would he? <laughs> This used to be me and him. (laughs) Do me here. Do me here on the couch. (laughs) Oh, this is so fucking good. (laughs) It's so fucking good. I love that that fucking idiot Barney's here. It makes it so much better. You can see your cock and everything. Fantastic. Oh, both of their cocks are out and it's great. Oh, I love it. Barney didn't know where to put himself, literally. Oh, it's like communism. It is. And I'm I'm, I'm all for it. It's very smart Meanwhile. A new character, Betty America, and she has to say goodbye to her poor husband, Broadband, for the final time, <laughs> which is a great shame yeah. because a big duvet. Uh, they say that like this will be the last time that she sees him because she's gonna get eaten. The <laughs> 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 giant duvet gets her. There's a good gag to be had in that somewhere, yeah. just really heavily implying that it's the guy. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is the last time that she'd lay eyes on him. Rom. <laughs> she's dead uh, yeah oh, no. but none of that happens it's all very surface level this film uh, what will broadband do now especially mm. with little baby gas valve <laughs> anyway Brick Britain is fucking around in the ship and a dial Jesus. starts going crazy oh, oh no. no dials it happens it happened right after that last murder is revealed to the audience but not our main characters yeah. who knows what it means oh no if only so, had that information so the monster gets a, ma- a fishing man and boy Fishing man and boy. Uh, a picnic. Several yeah. members of a hoot nanny. And teens. Fucking hell. Teens. The staple. <laughs> the staple of the Gorehouse Great Slash History Hole. The oh, extended yeah. club a scene. A 20 minute long club scene. Doesn't, uh, doesn't do wonders for my faith in humanity, Paul. I tell you that. <laughs> you also, uh, the monster also gets a man in a car that has 23 skidoo written on the side. Oh, that was the C word back then. Gradually. <laughs> Communism. Incidentally, this whole thing was set on the same ranch that eventually Manson and his family would move into. So, some of these cars could have been used in their their nefarious activities. That explains Charles Manson's uh, off-site catchphrase: "23 Skidoo." <laughs> 23 Skidoo. What does it oh, mean? Oh, that Manson! What a wacky! F- ah! Ah, <laughs> uh, Brick Britain has some ideas about all this. Brick He's Britain. been testing the monster with heat, light, sound, air pressure, poking it, fucking it, eating some of it. <laughs> but... Have you tried communicating with it? Not yet. <laughs> it's not the American way. Exactly. This is the creature that they have. They have one of the creatures. Mm. Um, there's two of them. One of them's locked inside of the ship, mm. and the other one's wandering around eating teens. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if that's what it's that. doing, that's fine, really. But, oh, but yeah, they could also yeah. just put like a a big, like just find a big bell that they're not using. Yeah. And just and just plop it over the top of it. Yeah. Got loads of bells yeah, like in, a, in 50s America. You can get it. You can get one of these fucking things off of the earth, like a spider from a kitchen. Yeah. You yeah. Just, just mage hand, and uh, they got mage hand in the 60s, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, they were yeah. all about it. So eventually, the army decides it's time to probably time to put an end to this. <sighs> uh, Brick, Brick England tries to argue that the monster should be captured alive. Commie. <laughs> God damn it, commie! You fucking. <laughs> 
all right, well, we'll promise to do our best. So they immediately shoot at it with rifles and handguns. <laughs> Whilst approaching it. <laughs> Whilst approaching <laughs> it. Weapons Cor- are short range. Correct me, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I thought if you want, you want it to be safe, you use a sword and then you can keep your distance, right? Yeah. Swords work across the field. Mm. Very much like chess. Sword is your queen. So the monster eats most of the army because, unfortunately, the army is like those fainting goats when you panic them. They just kind of flop over all <laughs> stiff. That's uh, classic army, yeah. <laughs> Textbook army manoeuvres there, mate. <laughs> all right, Such! we tried to take it alive. It's grenade time. <laughs> so he takes his trousers off. He's the beat. <laughs> so, yeah. no, no, he fell over. If only grenades were long-range weapons. <laughs> if only, if only I brought my sword. <laughs> he manages to lob one and it immediately kills uh, kills him in a series of quick cuts that would make Christopher Nolan proud it was like <laughs> the fucking Trinity test the way this thing blew up oh oh, oh genuinely well, beautiful that's that sorted guess I'll just drive this car around slowly and then we can end the movie oh no wait that was David Eastbourne and he rushed back to the ship in order to do deliberately and inadvertently set off mm-hmm. um an explosion which injures him and unleashes the other creature for fuck's sake David yeah I didn't I, I'd I'd either forgotten or I didn't know that there was a second creature and uh when, <laughs> when it when it's introduced with seven minutes to go it really is oh fuck off <laughs> he was well go- established mate Go away, Phil. He's the, he's the ticking clock. Oh, no. So, luckily, this time they just run it over. It's fine. <laughs> just flick its balls. I haven't thought of doing that. Just fucking hit it with a car. Yeah. Like a dog. Got loads of cars. Martin tried to help the doctor, but there was no time. Bradford told Martin what he had just confirmed, that these monsters were highly specialized test animals. They were, in fact, mobile laboratories that consumed human beings in order to analyze them chemically, undoubtedly to detect weaknesses in the human species. Could these things actually be laboratories intended to detect weaknesses to be beamed back to the home planet? I don't know, but maybe. (laughs) (sighs) Meanwhile, Vic Danger did also have a hilarious go at stopping the transmitter, but his bit of wood is just no match for their advanced alien technology. We are doomed. So, yeah, with uh, David Essex dying on the ground, uh, they just ask him, will there be more? I don't know. That ends. Mm. So, what do you make of the creeping terror? How naive I was, Paul. Ah! Oh. Uh, when, when, <laughs> when the... When fucking foreboding the opinions. Two, two minutes in, the, the narration starts, and I go, this is going to be lovely. This is going to be so fun. Um, because of how, how much it felt like reefer madness. This is yeah. Billy... He's driving home with his best gal, but he he's having <laughs> sickening, insidious thoughts of communism, maybe. But but no, it's um after about after about fifteen minutes, when the the novelty of it wears off, and yeah. then it, you, you know you get to see the creeping terror, and it's very funny the first couple of scenes when it takes yeah. seventeen days for him to just move from left to right, um of scene. It really really is just one hour more yeah. of that and it's just creeping yes. there are scenes where i just thought oh i could fast forward here and, and it wouldn't make a difference better not <laughs> and then i wish i did because yeah because uh, because it feels more than its length it, it, it is the the dancing scene the creeping yes. scenes uh, like the dancing scene it keeps cutting back to it and it's just showing yeah. people doing the twist in more yeah. and more like with more hey. and more ridiculous enthusiasm it was it was provocative back then. Oh man, that was a sex scene. That's porn. In the fifties, yeah. Um, <laughs> in the fifties, that were nineteen sixty three. Best time to have the fifties. Um, the fifties <laughs> wasn't ready for the fifties. The sixties was only just ready for the uh, the sixties. So imagine how ready it was for the fifties. Um, oh, yeah, that explains everything you need to about Nixon. <laughs> I reckon. Um, but, but yeah, God, boy, Paul. That monster moved slower than I was willing to suspend disbelief for. (laughs) There were about three incredibly hot underpaid students. And when I say incredibly hot, I mean temperature-wise. That's why they couldn't move. I mean, it is is as ridiculous as the Austin Powers joke of... Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when you have people like the first victim who screams the same way over and over again. Yeah. It's just, ah, ah! 
<laughs> but there are ways. As this thing slowly comes towards her. Oh. And there was just, yeah, it's it's not like if she'd have gotten up at any point, the monster would have had you know, an attack of opportunity. I don't know why I'm thinking of D&D so much today. Ah, oh, it's um, dreadful. I hate I, it. I try not Such to. A nerd. I, I fucking hate that I know game. I, I need you to be the jock of this podcast. All right, uh, ladies. Uh, how's that? <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty hard. Cool. I'm into Thanks, it. mate. Thanks, mate. I love you. Yeah. I'm, uh, not really. <laughs> Safe. Oh, oh, that was a burn. Almost let people know that I have feelings. But, um, I yeah. got burnt. Good. Um, not really, mate. But, Aww. yeah, like, it, it, you, you could have. There was a way around it. You could have had it go, you know, go full schlock and have her crying, like, screaming and the guy getting into it and thinking that she was, you know, she, she's really getting into the yeah. sex that they're about to do. At least, like, at least have a reason for them being immobilised. Like, yeah. you, you or, or, like, could have given the aliens some, in, this weird, inexplicable ability to instill terror in people so that yeah. they couldn't move so they were rooted to the spot but it, yeah. it, it's not it's just like an allure uh, yeah or just something or just like a pheromone or anything you know it's it's a fucking silly alien movie just have it exude something just give it like some sort of reason other than ah <laughs> no yeah. ah it, it, it's it's only f- funny for so long um, it is. It does outstay its welcome, and there is actually there's a, there's some precedent for how to make. If you wanted to do this legitimately, hmm. then there's a Stephen King story called The Raft, which was then adapted into the second Creepshow film, hmm. and that was about a weird goo that sort of lay across the surface of a river. So some friends go out, you know, on a raft to have a party, hmm. and then this goo drifts in, and if you touch if you touch the goo, it sort of sucks you in and digests you whilst right. you're sort of in there so it's kind of it's mm. very graphic and kind of yeah. gross but the goo also has this sort of hypnotic ability to pull you in where you sort of right you know become really drawn to the goo and sort of just stare out into it and it's yeah. you know it's quite good stuff it's one of his better sort of short stories yeah, obviously right. written and you know as he usually does but it's quite good but you don't even need to do that you could just have the creature if you've got a carpet with a vulva like mouth yeah just have it lay in wait just yeah. have it go out to the forest and then seemingly blend into the moss. Yeah. And then when people come and tread across it, you can just have them like sink into it and then get sucked into its weird little hole. Yeah. You know, having it try to chase people down when it's that unwieldy just doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, but that's if you want to make it legitimate. I have no interest in it being legitimate. I'm fine <laughs> with it being campy and ridiculous. But yeah. I think it does run out of ways in which it is campy and ridiculous is the problem. It's, um, and, and it becomes patience testing. It Insanely does, so. what you've got is the fabulously bizarre and cheap-looking creature design. Yeah. You've got the terrible performances. Mm-hmm. You've got the bizarre use of narration. Yeah. And you've got the kind of humor, which does cross the line twice back into humor several times mm. after being patience testing, of just how slowly the movie is moving. Yeah. You know, not the creature, but the movie. Yeah. Terms, like when it comes back to the dance again, yeah. there's various points where you will find yourself laughing at just how mm. insanely ill-judged this is. True. But, I feel like I would have appreciated watching this with you, um, mm. so I could turn to you and say, "What the fuck is going on?" Because as it was, I was just sat here on my own at seven in the morning, going, "What the fuck <laughs> is going on?" And it was yeah, more. I annoying. also watched this first thing in the morning in bed, so. <laughs> It was, yeah, a, a patience bed testing one. Bed would have been one. nice. Bed was very good, but I kept, oh. you know, just rolling back into it and being like, all right, well, I'll hear if something happens. Well, that's it. When the narration so, happens, I was just, yeah. my, my just, I just switched off and stopped looking at the screen because it was like, well, okay, yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything oh. now. It's just telling me. But then I look back at the screen um, and find, <laughs> um, the, you know, the couple just smooching on the couch whilst Barney's sitting there. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth watching the entire thing because, yeah. like, the performances are so clearly terrible even just from having no audio. Well, yeah. mostly no audio. There are little yeah. bits and pieces, but no, for the most part, it's it's it falls short of being an enjoyably bad mm. movie, I think. I think it's just... It's a cynically made film, yeah. and it kind of tells, and it's only really funny in as much as it is when it's so shamelessly cynically made uh, but also just it does have those little aspects of incompetence that do move it into endearing mm. um so yeah it's okay but we've definitely had better history oh always. for sure 
with 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 these... worse too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, with, the problem is with these sort of seventy. We've had a couple of seventy odd minute movies um, uh, in history holes recently, I think, and 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 I found that they tend to be a sign of they are not long enough to be feet. They're not enough to be feature length, so they're padded out. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. And, and 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 actually, the alluring nature of a seventy-minute movie is yeah. is is incredibly deceptive, and I hate yeah. it for that. <laughs> yeah, um, but compare it like, damn it! I want to compare it to the uh, the Gorehouse Great that you didn't see, the Terror, the one we couldn't oh, yeah, find yeah. anywhere. That's a movie where literally nothing happens slowly. Yeah. In yeah. this ridiculous, crazy, over-the-top things happen very slowly. So there's yeah. good ideas, and I think a decent script. In yeah. there, it's just the execution is so poor. So I yeah. do want to give it credit for that. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely things I liked. Yeah. I'll give, well, I'll give it that. Let's get into those. All let's right. quick fire then. <laughs> quick fire. Let, let's, let's approach it slowly whilst firing. <laughs> quick fire. Ho ho, let's go. Ho ho, let's go. I never use it. Uh, never use it. I'll have the opening music for five, Bob. Um, I thought, yeah, the, the the music in general, my God, did it get mind-numbingly repetitive in places, but the mm-hmm. opening music got me into the right sort of place, I think. Mm. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's basic genre stuff, but, you know, yeah. with genre, sometimes you have to, you have like to adhere fanfare. to principles. Yeah. Ba, 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 this is a crazy science fiction movie. <laughs> um, Our heroes will win the day. As long and as reaffirm don't... the values of America. Getting married. <laughs> I I really liked um, at thirty eight forty the uh, sad folk song with the easy rhymes. It was quite satisfying. I said that I loved her and would till I died. I tried to forget her and I really did try. Um, I can't remember the tune now, and and the the, the rhyming was very obvious, but it kind of worked because it was quite tragic. I think. <laughs> Cut to the sample of it, and it's anything but. But um, yeah, yeah I I enjoyed that. Had a nice melody, and a, and, a, and a sort of, of mournful voice. A mournful voice on the moors. Mm. A crazy piece of music that stuck with me ever since I edited it the first time is. What was the fucking nightmare in wax? You remember there's a scene where they cut to a mm. go-go club inexplicably? Mm. <laughs> yes. The little tune that's playing in there, the do 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 Yeah. It's no, actually that is the tune from one of the many dance numbers in the incredibly strange creatures that became mixed up zombies. Oh god. Okay. God. The one in which it involves like a little sort coquettish bop from the dancers. Oh my god. Just bizarre. Your memory is Just... is scary. <sighs> It's a terrifying place that I don't want to be in. Let's move on then. Uh, speaking of which, the noises it makes when it eats you are quite... Yeah. Like quite something. Yeah. That was my quite other fun. main good thing. <laughs> it had, it was like, yeah. <laughs> and the idea of it is, because you don't know how alive you are when you go in, yeah. Uh, so another thing it has in common with the Meg too. More on that later. Yeah. Um, later next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, Just you don't know how later. alive you are, so it's kind of similar to uh... Nope. Yes, Nope is is one of the um, yeah. better movies that I I thought of. Nope and Arrival are the two that uh, almost made my uh, one better thing. Arrival just because Ooh, of almost. There's... Can't wait to find out what did, folks. It's gonna be pretty <gasps> special. <laughs> oh, it's oh, a hot buff. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Tom Cruise is Top Gun Maverick. I love it. in in the middle of this nightmare. There's another you know another scene of death and misery, and then we cut back to Marin and Brett smooching in their car. <laughs> they just, yeah, those newlyweds can't get enough of each other, and it's and it's fucking great. <laughs> that that was a, oh, yeah, that this... was a fairly late moment in the movie that got a good laugh out of me. This unleashed monster sure is vexing me. Shut up, darling. <laughs> so touch it. I do it. There was some top quality fifties dancing going on in the nineteen sixty three Hootenanny. <laughs> a lot of twists, a lot, a lot of, of bops, a lot of the same move over and over. But my god, it got more and more intense as it went. One it was guy like was like Gaspar Noé's climax. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, one guy had uh, had done microdosing wrong and was really pushing the, the boundaries of what the twist could and should be. <laughs> it's great. Especially because he had that 50s, not that 50s strongman bod, but that like wiry, I'm wearing a suit with massive shoulders <laughs> bod. <laughs> um, and he was he was doing his twist with his, um, what I'm now going to call the Oppenheimer tie. Um, just, just that long, that long, like, I'd have to wear a tie, so here it is, tie. <laughs> if, if I've got to wear this, it's going to be as long as I can get it. <laughs> going to use it to snatch up all the fillies. Um, the, I did very much enjoy the, the army manoeuvre, uh, uh, attacking, attacking the alien in a group, the, the, like, yeah. a- approaching it like... <laughs> Like the fucking cast of cats, like all in unison, tiptoeing with their guns, and yeah. um, and uh, and then when when the creeping terror creeps all the way over to them and then gets on yeah. top of them, we then cut to wide of a shot of the like the army being overrun and how yeah. silly it looks in full, like in full. It's just. It's very good. Amazing. It doesn't do very much to add to the terror of of the yeah. movie, but it's very, <laughs> it's very good, good all the same. I'm going to keep the attacking the hoot nanny till later. Okay. Uh, noises are disconcerting. Hmm. What does that mean? Is it just the alien um, eating noise? Just the alien. Just the noises he makes. Mm. Oh, no, I do know what that means. I will say there's a moment where the alien attacks a guy in a car, and it kills mm-hmm. him in the car, I think. But mm-hmm. then it just keeps flipping the car over and over again mm. until the guy is sticking out the window so he can get at him. And mm. there's just something a little distressing about that, the idea of just messing up this car until the meat comes out. Yeah. Like a cat passing a, a tin of mm. meat. You know, just hoping mm. to damage it enough to get to get at the thing inside. That was quite upsetting. Well, that's true. It is good. It's, yeah. Yeah, very uh, animal instinct. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of animal instinct... Oh, oh! The guy wailing on the terror with the guitar was pretty good. Oh, yeah. That was it, good when he attacks the hippie picnic. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they're just trying to have a hippie picnic. And yeah, he, he, he wails on the guitar, wails on the alien with the guitar with a good amount of force and frenzy. Yeah. Breaks the guitar. Breaks the guitar. Cruel, cruel justice. I like the way that the creature was always making these weird yelling noises. Because mm. sometimes you could trick yourself into thinking that it's like a nope-style situation that those noises mm. are coming from the f- people still being digested inside. Yeah. But in general, it has this kind of creepy, otherworldly kind of uh, mm. screech noise, which I thought was rather good. Cool. The, the other... The, the, the standout, like, kill for me... It might be the picnic. I, f- <clears throat> I forget, because mm. it all kind of blurs together. But the... Um, yeah. You know, it approaches in the way that it does, and people don't move in the way that they don't. And then yeah. it like falls on top of them, and it starts gobbling them up. And then we see it from behind, so we just see the back of the alien, and it's just like rippling and billowing over the top of all these people. And it kind yeah. of it just leaves it to the imagination. And the, the billowingness of it is a very grody, Ugh, nature's weird uh, sensation. Just under the billowing imagination. The billows of my imagination pool are a, a, a terrifying place, full of the screams yeah. of digested humans. <laughs> um, sometimes I thought that the face on the thing did look quite good, because it's got all okay. of these weird tentacles hanging off it, and sometimes they have it just sort of shake its head awkwardly back mm-hmm. and forth so that everything wobbles and kind of gyrates, and some sometimes looks like the tentacles might be moving at their own volition, so... Oh, yeah. yeah, it had a somewhat creepy effect whenever it was shot in sufficient darkness. Okay. That the original vision made reality. <laughs> I did like, um, well, after after Barney arrives, well, after Barney and fucking whatever his name is, Vic Fantastic, um, arrive at their house and he comes <laughs> yeah. in to see his wife. Um, he comes in and he's pouring a drink. And I, he sneaks a little kiss with her then whilst they're pouring drinks. Ah. And it was quite sweet. It was quite sweet and not silly, like the rest of it. I love that. Love yeah. that. Love sweet and not silly. Um, I like that at my one favorite, point the narrator. I think it's when. Sorry? It's my fa- sorry, it's my favorite Chinese dish. <laughs> sweet and silly chicken. <laughs> um, get out, they say. Yeah, like get out. Near the sorry. end, when the guy is yeah. dying, yeah. there is a, uh, a moment where um, the narrator is sort of describing what it is he said and mm. then says. He told Martin that the information fed into a computer in the spacecraft 
Further, he added, and it's just, I like that. That has the real shitness to it. It's like the, yeah. um, it's like the bit in Futurama where she's talking, where Leela's talking to Nibbler and finally understanding him, but yeah. we're only hearing Nibbler speak, and she says, "Oh, and you go on to say, <laughs> yeah, it's got that quality to it, which I like a lot." Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> and I think that's my last one. Yeah, I believe. I believe I have also exhausted my good things. My final good thing, Paul. Yeah, is when the monster attacks the uh, the gym, the um, the place, mm-hmm. because the the the, the hoot nanny, community hall hoot nanny, the community hall hoot nanny, because it comes first of all after a long period of withholding in which it intercuts them dancing with just the creature slowly of getting its way through the car park, edging and closer. Then, Edging, edging all the way right. and edging us, and it's yeah. wonderful. And then, just it's appearing in the door. Sudden screams. Mm-hmm. The music cuts off immediately. Uh, some woman in a very relaxed, mm-hmm. sort of slightly drunk New England way just says, "My God, what is it? <laughs> My God, what is it?" People come after a little while. Yeah. People are just calmly walking, walking away. A fist fight breaks out, <laughs> and. Yeah. There are just single shots of people looking scared. Yeah. What it's a incredible. silly, silly time. What a silly time for us all to be alive. God, well, let's just hope against hope that the Patreon might just have something for us. True. I, I, I always hope that. Um, and oh. it's only on days like this when it's appropriate that uh, I get properly, you know, properly excited, but also find my hopes dashed. Well, but if not, at least we oh. get to end it in an anticlimactic way similar to the movie. Well, let's hope we do. I mean, nothing in the Patreon, but we should check in with the rest of the OG team. Okay. On Meta, I think it is now. Who the fuck knows? Um, we've got Jennifer Sons. <gasps> Jenny! The best thing about this fucking website. True. A mile. Never heard of it, but quite enjoyed the trailer. Was the mm-hmm. narration truly spellbinding? Did the man who was fishing find Robbie? Bobby? Uh, I believe it was Bobby. Uh, and he did not find him it. because he'd been eaten by the creeping terror. Um, no. The narration was spellbinding. I saw this trailer too. This was a uh, sort of retro... Because I, I don't think a trailer was made in its first run. I don't think the fucking no. financier who found the tapes in a cardboard box in the corner of the <laughs> garage that the main yeah. director had been living in bothered to put a, a trailer together. But yeah. there was a trailer composed much later for okay. some sort of fantasy fest or something. Um, right. Which, you know basically played into it being bad so it says spellbinding narration okay <laughs> in order to yeah help sell the movie so yeah okay. it did it was it was spellbinding you know not all spells are good that's true there are plenty of shit ones yeah that'll fuck you up a spell in prison oh that's like not that. good yeah oh okay oh there's been some activity you're looking out the window <laughs> So I, I tweeted um, a picture of this with the caption, um, I have no idea. Have you seen this? And then <laughs> later on, anyone? Uh, mm-hmm. To which uh, Bloatbusters uh, replies um, oh. with a... That's John Candy. I don't know if the movie is uh, Uncle Buck. Could be. But it's just him saying no. I thought you were saying that Bloatbusters was looking at the picture of the Creeping Terror and saying... That's John Candy. I just <laughs> can't place it. <laughs> it's something. What's wrong um, with you? I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, says <laughs> at BT Callow- at Old Man Calloway on Twitter. <laughs> says, this was just baffling. Did they lose the audio and have the narrator make up f- for it? Yes, they did. <laughs> Why is the 30% of the runtime taken up by the dance footage? They couldn't afford to do anything else. I love how everyone stands still to be eaten. One good thing, yeah. I liked how they somewhat tried to explain the monster scientifically. Mm. Mm. Yes, maybe, uh, I assume he's getting at the idea that they are test things yeah. designed to explore what mankind is capable of and send it back to the real yeah. aliens who are unseen. I like that. That was menacing. I, uh, I, I, okay. No, I, I enjoyed the, uh, the psycho-esque but insanely more boring, like the way it was delivered. It was the only part of the movie that was expositional, and I took issue with it. <laughs> it just, uh, well, it was just he like he to... was dying in his arms, and the narrator's just like, he, yeah, he went on to explain that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally like, everything. Huh? Yeah. Indeed. Uh, P.S. Twitter won't let me change my username. That is a shame. But we'll just have to deal with that. 
I, I think, I think BT that it, you know, it makes me realise that everything in that name is not true, and that you're a no. great man. You're a great man with an adequately sized butt. It's 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 almost perfect, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm and I've seen many. Oh no, we've but... got more to do. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, right, what's left? Oh, one better thing. What have you got? Thanks, OG team. Thanks, OG it team. Follows. It follows. It... Oh, God, it follows. That's God, and what follows the OG team? It's, it follows. Yeah, it's <laughs> for a similar creeping terror, but actually, uh, you know, meaning something and, and feeling threatening and, um, fe- you know, inexorable, yeah. as all creeping terror should be. It's just, it's very, very good horror. It's one of those ones that, you know, I'm glad you showed me. And it affected me yeah. not in a way that made me feel like I wanted to die. Um, which Hooray. means it is good horror that I connected with, and oh. um, yeah, no, it's try harder to scare me, <laughs> terrify me, but meaningfully, please. Um, oh, absolutely, always. Hold, you just just do it whilst holding Das Capital or something. Uh, wow! That's <laughs> oh God! Incredible. At the very thoughtful. least, we can appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, what shall I have? Tell you what, let's go with Robot Monster, which I think might be, aside from the giant spiders, of course, the only. I mean, these are the only three monster movies we've done, in spite of the amount of time we've spent in the 50s. We've had, you mm. know, the incredibly strange creatures, but not really a monster movie. And, yeah. like, I think there are monsters in, like, The Wild Woman of Wongo, and, um... Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? The Fire Maiden from Outer Space. There yeah. was a, a weird little dude, but... Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing like, directly... The Roman. Monstrous. <laughs> oh, who was the Roman? Yes, Roman was, um... Uh, Robo Monster. Um, yeah. And then in Fire Maiden from Outer Space, it was the guy they end up killing with the grenade. Yeah. And you throw it, and there was the this, this solid sound cut between, I'll try a gas grenade. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I'm, gl- I'm glad you um, fleshed that out because I just had grenade in my head and I couldn't piece the rest of it together. <laughs> it was nebulous, but. It's extremely good. You've made it I work. recommend all of those, and our episodes on them, I think, are rather good as well. I think, yeah, often mm. these sort of 50s B movies bring out something special in us. Which I enjoy. But yes, Robot Monster, I think, is probably the most fun of all of them. I think so. Do or do not. You know, considering yeah. contradiction, it's just wonderful. Yeah, it has, has there's edifice there. There's actually structure and ideas as opposed to just... Oh, how uh, What are we coming in at? 28 minutes. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll put Dance. it in the dancing scene. <laughs> Dance, monkeys! Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And that is the one better thing. Brilliant. The one brilliant thing, more like. One brilliant thing. The one better thing. Paul, how can people find out about this brilliant thing? Well, if they're br- brilliant as they say they are, oh, fucking sheeple. Brilliant. Uh, then they can get into. They can come and see us on Twitter and Facebook at OGT Pod, where we put out the call for the OGT. So if you've seen <laughs> a movie, any movie, chances any are you're going to ask about it. Yeah. Because uh, all movies now. are bad. Yeah, <laughs> odds are, chance chance is a fine thing. Um, uh, yeah, and you can you can tell us there, or you could become a patron where we put out the call there as well, and you get to that tell us. That'd be such a cool thing to do. That'd be such a cool thing to do because we like getting pounds, and when you can become a member for as little as one pound a month, for just a one pound for uninhibited access to all of our contents. Um, and right, my pants, Paul's pants, and my incontinence. It, it, like there's, there's from pants to incontinence and everything in between. It's a lot more than you'd think, listener. Uh, <laughs> hundreds of hours of, uh, of extra stuff featuring uh, Paul and myself, featuring yeah. featuring all of our wonderful guests and uh, oh, the yeah. people who appear on OGT as much as I do currently. <laughs> it, yep, it's all sorts of good. incredible content in there. Amazing mm-hmm. stuff that we've created and quizzes and games and you know and a puzzle probably. We'll create a puzzle. Whoa, uh, yeah. <laughs> Watch this space. Watch this space and watch that space. The puzzle's I'm life. Pool space. I'm the puzzle. Oh, Rapunzel. Rapunzel, <laughs> Rapunzel, let down your beautiful balls. And remember. Too late. The one good thing. Oh, God. The one good thing <laughs> about... What was this fucking movie called? About the creeping Robot terror. monster. The one good thing about Robot Monster is that a hell of a lot more happens in it than <laughs> the creeping terror. Yes. But if you have to However. know about the creeping terror, uh, probably a bit way tax a hoot nanny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.